that's what school does is it shuffles you around now it's trying to expose you to a lot of different things but the problem is i think it's like a puddle you you only go a centimeter deep you know and over all this knowledge instead of finding one thing that really interests you and sort of diving deep down into a lake or a river so i think choosing where you learn and how you spend your time i think is really important and it's a and it's an aspect of school that's supremely missing all right everybody welcome back to schools out i am philip mott your host if this is your first time this is the podcast that we talk about learning outside of the classroom. We really talk about the value of learning outside the classroom. During those conversations, we also talk a lot, we end up talking a lot about what, how the classroom should be different. Because to me, it is obvious, and it may not be obvious to you, but to me, it is obvious that there are many things that need to change about education. I really love some of the feedback I'm getting about this article. Today's podcast is based on the article that I wrote on my blog called School Should Be Like a Skate Park. And skateboarding is something that I can remember really enjoying for a long time. Um, I've never actually been a skater. I've tried it a few different times in my life and one of the reasons I think I haven't stuck with it is I just don't really like pain and it just seems like most skaters who get pretty good deal with a lot of falls and broken bones and that has just never really interested me but I love watching skateboarders and I started thinking about a skate park and all the components of a skate park, not just the environment itself, but the sort of like when you come to a skate park, there's a certain mentality that you come into that skate park with. And that's what I think schools could probably learn from. They could actually create an environment that is like a skate park philosophically or psychologically. And I think it would actually reflect how we learn a lot better than uh, than the classroom, I think, is currently modeled. Now, maybe you are in a school where the classrooms are awesome and you feel like your needs are being met. You, um, you love going there. You feel like you're learning important things. And if that's the case for you, then I have to say I'm really happy for you because I think that's really important. Unfortunately, for many of many high schoolers, and I think it's probably close to 65 to 70 percent, according to the Gallup, uh, the 2015 Gallup student poll, uh, close to 70 percent of high school students are not actively engaged in school. So that means that they don't feel, based on their poll, I'm going to forget some of the questions, but they don't feel like they get to do something that they're best at every day at school. They don't get to, they don't feel like they are, um, they have hope for the future. They don't feel like they have a best friend at school. Some of those questions um, 
those are really important for measuring how trying to measure how students perceive school because how we perceive things is so important to how we do them if we like something we're more likely to put effort into it if we don't like it we're less likely to put effort into it so let's get into this the when i had thought of the two things i thought school is really the it's set up the opposite of skateboarding and here's a few reasons why at a skate park i can skate at my own pace I, if I'm fumbling around and I'm out in the flat and just rolling around, like that's fine. Now, I may get fun of, and that's something that I think in the school environment and even in a skate park, I think there needs to be some guards for that because I don't think that we should be allowing people to treat other people that way. I don't exactly know how we deal with it, but uh, idealistically, I could go at my own pace. If it takes me two years to learn just how to shove off and get myself turning around and stopping safely, then that's up to me. Maybe my best friend is there and he just started and it takes him a week and a half of practice before he's kind of zipping around the park. And that is something that's completely different from school because you can hardly ever go at your own pace. Unless you learn things faster, then you can normally get things done earlier. But still, you are held back from learning more things uh, and engaging in more content because you have to wait for your classmates. So skating at your own pace in a skate park is something that I think we could try to bring into school. Another part is I can choose where to skate. So right along with skating at my own pace, I can go anywhere I want. If I want to spend all day, every day on the half pipe, I can do that. You can't do that at school. You can't spend all day, every day in the art room. Why not? Well, I think we're going to get into that later. I think a lot of teachers and adults and even students believe this, that, that you need to be well-rounded. And this actually I didn't write in the article. It might be worth going back and putting it in there. But if you've noticed, we are a culture of super specialized people. So we have people that specialize in really precise things like doctors who they know a lot of the basics about the human body. They have to learn all that uh, for their medical license. But they specialize in just the feet. And then you have people who specialize in just the joints of the body. You have cardiologists who specialize in the heart. Um, lawyers, you have lawyers who specialize in criminal law. So that's all of their work is based on just criminal law. Uh, you have lawyers who specialize in business law. And so we, we are a culture of specialization. and. My fear is that if you are controlled and sort of corralled into, if let's use the skate park analogy again, if your teacher was constantly moving you around from the half pipe to the quarter pipe, to the ramps, to the rails, to the flat, and you only got to spend a little bit of time 
how good do you think you would get at any one of those locations? Probably not very good. Unless you came and developed your skills outside of school, you would probably not get very good. And that's what school does is it shuffles you around. Now, it's trying to expose you to a lot of different things. But the problem is, I think, it's like a puddle. You, you only go a centimeter deep you know, and over the, all this knowledge instead of finding one thing that really interests you and sort of diving deep down into a lake or a river. So I think choosing where you learn and how you spend your time I think is really important and it's a and it's an aspect of school that's supremely missing. Okay, here's another big one. At a skate park, some people just watch. And at a skate park, you are free to just watch and enjoy watching other people skate. I think there's a lot that can be learned from that. I love to watch others skate. Does that mean that I'm going to be a great skater? Not necessarily. But there are a lot of things that I can learn about skating that um, other people who don't watch uh, wouldn't learn. So it has some value to it. So in the classroom, I think students should be allowed to watch other people work. I think it could be very relaxing sometimes. And it could help alleviate some of the anxiety that students feel because they feel like I have to get this right now. And when they don't get it, they get frustrated. But if I could watch another student working through algebra problems and talk to them about it and goof around and sort of play, eventually, although it might take longer time, eventually I'm going to be ready to work some of those problems too. So if the algebra is that important that everyone learns it, I think we need to bring in some of these concepts of being able to watch other people, which is like peer tutoring. Um, being able to choose how long to spend on a on something, uh, those things can really impact the way that we learn. Now, here's a big one that I think many teachers really struggle with, and I think young people will struggle with too. On, at the skate park, I can judge my own progress. So I have no one, in some cases, I may have some people saying, hey, that was a crappy trick that you did. You really botched it, you know, like you suck. Okay, so you do have people judging your progress, but those people don't have any authority over you. They're just doing it because they feel like being mean or I, I guess sometimes they feel like they're being helpful. A teacher actually has authority, so they can treat you differently because you're not getting it. And at a skate park, they wouldn't be allowed to do that. And I think we could bring that in to the school system. So you could judge your own product. You should be able to give yourself grades. And there are schools that do this. They actually have rubrics set up that the, the students grade themselves. And in most of those cases, those students actually perform better because they keep evaluating their own choices and their own engagement. And they ramp up their effort. But it, when it's someone else telling you that you're not doing your best, then you're more likely to give up. And so in a skate park, you know, you're judging your tricks and you're, if it's important to you, you're doing it until you get it. But in school, 
you a lot of times decide that it's not important to you. So you just give up. And that's what this next one is about. Actually, the last point is I get to decide when I'm done. As much as I hate to admit it, because I'm a former teacher, I really love general education. I, I think that the things that we teach kids in school are valuable. But I do not think that we have a right to kind of poke and prod and punish and threat and criticize students in order to get them to do those things. Like, I don't think knowing the types of rocks um, that exist in the world is so important that I should put you down and make you feel like a failure just for not understanding it. And if you think about the way that school is done, that's often what happens. These, because teachers have this authority, they, f- they are often using their relationship with students to try to get them to do things that the students don't see the value in. Most students don't see the value in algebra. It's a common question. When am I ever going to use this? And, and even if I am going to use it, and this is the question that not enough students are asking, even if I am going to use it, does that give you the right to treat me as if I'm not an equal? Because students are equals. You're not less human just because of your age. You're a fully human being, and you have the rights, you should have the rights of all the adults in the school building. And so I think that a student should be able to tell me when they're done and say, hey, I'm done with this story. I don't like it. I don't see the value in it. I'm done with it. And philosophically, what right do I have to try to make their life worse in order to get them to do that? I don't think I have that right. Now, if this was the kind of school that you were presented with, I think most kids would really want to go to school. And there's several schools like this. They're called democratic schools or free schools or open schools and or self-directed schools. You would, those students are actually wanting to stay late and wanting to come in on the weekends and do work. And they continue their work outside of the school building. And I think that's really important to understand that you know, most students cannot wait to leave their school, while in these schools, the students are excited to come because it's something that they feel that they get to do their best work while they're there, and they have the resources they need to engage in real learning. So what are some of the drawbacks? Are Are there some places where people would fight against this? I think there's three things that a lot of teachers and adults are going to say. Um, And, well, basically, not three things. I I have three responses, actually. Um, The short answer to if someone says, well, you, you have to learn the basics. You have to learn the basics. And I just... I just disagree. For one, no one has to. Like, 
no one controls my behavior. I control my thoughts and my actions. Now, someone could come up to me and force, you know, force my arm to move. But as soon as that force is taken away, I can, I still have the power over my arm. So no one can force me to do anything, which if no one can force me to do anything, then that means I can choose to not do anything that I want. So if I want to learn certain things, then it makes sense that I should move towards learning the basics. And I think everyone should learn the basics. And I think there's way too many people who are not learning the basics. But to me, those people are not learning the basics because they don't want to. And we can't make them. The more we make them and the more we push them, then the more likely they're going to rebel even harder. The second thing I would say is basics by definition are everywhere. It is very hard to live in our world and not learn how to read. You kind of have to work at it. The people who don't end up reading are the people whose parents didn't read or don't read a lot um, or don't have access to resources. So I'm not saying we should take books away from students and say, oh, you'll just learn this on your own. But I'm saying that I don't think that we can justify forcing people to learn to read. And the third thing I would say and, uh, about basics, and this is just one example from my own life, you know, it's not statistical or anything, but I have a five-year-old son. I have never taught him directly how to count. We've counted together, and I've counted things for him and things like that. And he can, pat, he can count past 100. So he is learning those basics without me forcing him or trying to force him to do that. The last point I want to make is that skate parks aren't perfect. Like I mentioned, there are people who probably get made fun of at skate parks. There are people who, um, who of course, don't go to skate parks. Um, and so there have to be some things I think we need to do to shift that around a little bit. But I still think that there are, there is a lot of value in seeing that learning should be something like a skate park. And I hope to make this into a whole series of things where uh, I think school should be designed like an art room. And a lot of these same things will apply. School should be designed like a recording studio. And these same principles will, will apply. Uh, one person on LinkedIn said that they felt like school should be like an amusement park, that it should be fun. And while I agree with the end result that I, ideally I would love for school to be fun for everyone, learning is not always easy. And so I can't necessarily say, well, school should be fun. I, I think if we believe school should be fun, that's going to impact the way that we do things a lot. And it's not going to always be good. But I want to he hear your comments. If you don't think school should be like a skate park, what do you think school should be like? Uh, come to the blog, philipmott.com, and look for school should be like a skate park. Send me an email. Find me on Twitter, at philipmott1, or find me on Instagram, at philip.mott. I would love to start a conversation with you and hear a lot of your thoughts. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. 
And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. This is Schools Out.